0: everybody. It's Allie, and welcome to our YNR chat for Sunday, July 23rd, 2017. Here I was, ready to snuggle down into a comfortable, easy breezy week of y and I practically had my Kleenex box sitting next to me. I was ready to just enjoy and bask in the Nikki and Victor reunion story. And instead, <laughs> what I got was Nikki kissing Jack and Mariah and Tessa thinking about kissing each other. Oh, <laughs> My gosh, I did not see that coming, and I am fascinated. I saw it. I know you saw it, and I think we need to put a poll on it. That is our question of the week. Mariah and Tessa, are you open to it? Would you like to see this type of a romance storyline? I would really, really like to get some respectful discussion going on, uh, around on this topic this week. I am not even going to send this poll out to the larger YNR community. I only want to know what our community of nice people, YNR chatters think, because for one reason or another, this topic gets sticky real quick. I just so happened to log into Twitter this week, and I wasn't even looking for comments on this storyline, and I saw immediately that the fans were divided. People stand on all sides (laughs) of the spectrum here. We have people who just simply Uh, do not want to see any type of alternative lifestyle storyline on uh, their traditional soap. Uh, We have people who are totally pro are saying it's about time. Let's get this going here. And then we also have a lot of people, it seems that are in the middle, worried that YNR and in some ways assuming that YNR is not going to handle this type of story correctly. So a lot of people Feel a lot of different ways. I want to create kind of a safe space here on YNR Chat. I would love if you guys just go to the website at yrchat.com leave your comments. I ho- I hope that they're thoughtful and respectful uh, on how you would feel about seeing this type of story represented on the show. Or even if you don't feel comfortable leaving in a, a comment, I would love to just get some some you know everyone as many people within our community as possible voting in this poll so that I. I can you know? I want to know where you guys stand on this, and of course. I'm going to tell you where I, what I think about this type of storyline. I mean, I I have no problem with this whatsoever. Um, I'm I'm intrigued. I, tr- I trust YNR. I would like to believe that if they choose to uh, pursue a relationship between Mariah and Tessa, that they would be aware enough to handle it uh, correctly. It just gets so touchy so quick. But I am interested. It was the story of the week that really piqued my interest. I know it piqued your interest. <laughs> I mean, good or bad, I know that people are talking about it. The, the, the very first things I saw on, on Twitter were, you know, you don't just turn gay in an instant y I mean, it was very, you know, like judgmental, I think, on that moment. I think there were a lot of people putting a lot of emotions on this. It was very, um like, surprising. Uh, Mariah, after the concert, was feeling extremely emotional vulnerable. I think that she has had enough of week after week watching Devon looking over his shoulder at Hillary and she has this epiphany where she realizes she's the rebound girl. And she doesn't want to be the rebound girl. She's not okay with that, with accepting second place. So after the concert concert, she and Tessa go back to uh, Sharon's house and they're just sitting on the couch. And Mariah decides to open up with Tessa about all of the things that she's feeling. And I thought it was an interesting comment that Tessa said she had picked up on the fact that Devon was looking at Hillary too. She said she she picked up on the vibe and Tessa sort of agreed with Mariah that maybe her relationship with Devon is not the one big true love that Mariah is looking for. And, um, you know, I think that was uh, it, it just seemed like such an eye opener for Mariah that she was really having this realization of life moment. And it was so emotional. It was so tender. I thought that it was an especially tender performance between the two actresses, even at the point where it seemed just friendly, like it was just two friends um, opening up and talking and just like, you know, kind of girl time. And then (laughs) there was this long, (laughs) it seemed like forever, extended moment where they're kind of looking in each other's eyes and Tessa reaches over and she gives Mariah's hair a light touch. And it it just, it seemed a little more than what you would do just in comforting a friend. And I thought to myself, I know you thought to yourself, are they going to kiss right now? (laughs) is this authentic? like are they, is this is this happening right now I was I was like completely blown back but then it was like a moment that just swelled up and then it kind of shrunk away from the foreground and it It lingered in the air in the following scenes, but there was really no additional talk about it. I mean, I don't know what I would have expected either of them to say. It was kind of a moment, and then, you know, I don't know how I would have expected them to address it, but it wasn't pursued. It was just kind of like this, huh sort of moment. I don't think that either of them really knew what to make of it, but the fact that they didn't talk about it, didn't acknowledge it in any way, almost seemed to add to its significance, <laughs> in my mind, anyway. Now, I mean, like I've said, I've seen a lot of talking about this uh, topic uh, on social media. I've seen a few uh, comments coming through already at yrchat.com. It gets touchy so quick. Um, I I gotta tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you where I what I think YNR is thinking and doing. I think that YNR is testing the water to see if now is the time to tell this type of story. I think that uh, Y&R does not necessarily know if they're going to go full speed ahead and pursue this. I kind of think this is one of those chemistry test sort of moments to put it out there and to listen to the fans and to see will their audience embrace it. Um, Of course we know um, there are are gay characters on um, Days of Our Lives. I'm not sure if General Hospital has um, a gay character or gay characters. Um, uh, and, you know, we know Bolden the Beautiful uh, kind of famously did a, a trans storyline a couple years ago, but I, I don't think... This is the first time that YNR has approached something like this. So I also wanted to ask uh, some of our long-term fans, the people who've been watching since the beginning, um, I have, I suppose a little bit in lore, heard about Catherine Chancellor having a little bit of a similar type of storyline uh, as the shows ha- had begun. Now, I have only been watching the show for like a mere 25 years, so I don't I can't speak from firsthand of experience of watching the show, but I believe it was in one of my y books uh, that, that uh, there was an implication. Um, and I found a, a website called WeLoveSoaps.com where um, they list that in 1977, uh, Catherine Chancellor, lonely after the death of her beloved Philip, started to develop romantic feelings for her friend and roommate, Joanne Curtis. Can anyone confirm this? Um, It it must not have been something that was pursued. Um, I don't know if it was another type of testing the waters type of scenario. But if any of our long time from the beginning YNR chatters remember this about Joanne Curtis, I would love to get your comments um, uh, uh, this week and, and let me know. Um, I, I tell you, I think that uh, YNR... I think they they have to strike a balance between uh, what they what they can get away with with the fans. Now, you know, on Twitter, I'm looking and it's just seeing everybody see, seeming so vicious about the idea that all of a sudden this is happening between these two characters. My interpretation is not that either Mariah or Tessa were having some grand I'm gay moment. Uh, I think that right now, And this is indicative of the type of stories that this writing team seems to be telling. I think right now we're simply being told more of an emotional story than a physical one. I think that Mariah is realizing that she may not have found her true love, the one for her, but that maybe the emotional connection, the intimacy that she's looking for doesn't necessarily need to come from Devon. It doesn't necessarily need to come from a man at all. I wonder if Mariah uh, is is maybe having a realization that there is a larger world of possibility excuse me, possibilities. Um, you know, love is very large. Uh, it can encompass a lot of things. It can express itself in a number of different ways. The best romances, I'll note, uh, do start out as a friendship. Now, will, uh, you know, the, the love that seems to have be developing between Mariah and Tessa be expressed physically? I don't know. I mean, I think it's entirely up to y and and where they decide to take it. I think it would be interesting to know if Tessa's been in this type of situation before. There's certainly a lot that we don't know about her and her past, but what I really like about the friendship slash more question mark (laughs) relationship between Tessa and Mariah is that Tessa sees Mariah as an individual, not as a comparison to someone else, not as a comparison to Hillary, or a comparison to Chloe, or a comparison to anyone's ex. I'm not entirely sure that Devon is in touch with his own feelings either because Mariah tells him after this realization and moment with Tessa, she tells Devon that she feels like Hillary's always going to be first place and that she's always going to be Miss Congeniality. And Devon does a really good job of reassuring her. He tells Mariah that... He's always going to have a connection to Hillary, but that Mariah is the one that he wants by his side. He was really sweet and he was seemingly sincere, but it's it's one of those things where I just don't know if Devon is being honest with himself. I don't know that he's catching himself looking at Hillary the way everyone else in the world (laughs) catches it. It's one of those things where sometimes other people might realize something about you that you don't know about you. And I kind of wonder if that's where Devon is. I was a little disappointed. No, I was definitely disappointed that maybe it was out of fear of losing Devon, or maybe it was out of fear of being alone, or maybe it was just out of fear of what might happen with Tessa. Mariah retreats on everything that she said and everything that she felt the night before. She was so sure the night before, it, and it, it just, it felt like such, almost like a, a weight coming off of her shoulders to finally admit that maybe the relationship with Devon isn't working, and just to, like, I at least be real with herself and then the next day Devon is able to to reassure her pretty easily and Mariah is now drawn back into this triangle this you know this this triangle that I think again everybody sees is there except for her she even goes another few rounds with Hillary over it I am kind of sick Of Hillary versus Mariah. I am ready for that to be over. It is a bad look on Hillary and. All I feel is that Mariah, every time she's arguing with Hillary, I just feel like Mariah is standing there doing her very best impression of a person who feels secure in her relationship, but she doesn't. It's just an act. It's just a put on. Um, I don't know. There was a, a a confrontation between Mariah and Hillary on Friday's show, and Tessa ended up coming by to talk to Mariah, and she witnessed the whole thing. And the other thing that I found disappointing was that Tessa flipped her position, and she was suddenly super supportive of Devon and Mariah pursuing their relationship. I don't know if you've ever, like, if you've ever had a friend where you kind of knew that she, she he or she was with someone that was not good for them, and then they break up, and then you're like, okay, great, because he was a total jerk, and then they get back together, <laughs> and then you're kind of like, oh, I mean, you guys are great. You know, I mean, you want to be supportive of your friend, and maybe that's what it was for. Uh, Tessa, but I just, it bothered me that Tessa had admitted the night before that she saw with her own eyes that Devon was not over Hillary, and then she flipped. (laughs) I just, I guess I was hoping... For any number of reasons, also because I'd like to see Hillary and Devon reunited, I was hoping um, that uh, that Mariah and Devon would have agreed to move on this week, Um, but that that didn't happen. I just I know that there are um, Devon and Mariah fans, and that's good. I just I guess the thing is, I just feel like. Mariah deserves her true love. Somebody who loves her the way that she loves them and is never looking over his or her shoulder at someone else. Anybody, everybody deserves that. And and I just feel like Devon is not it for her. If there is even an instant where he's still thinking just for a moment about his ex-wife, then I feel like Mariah deserves better. And I don't know, maybe Tessa is that. I'm not sure. (laughs) I just can't believe that after all this time YNR would give Mariah the sexuality storyline just as Greg Ricard is leaving the show can you imagine his reaction somewhere off in the distance I feel like I can hear Greg Ricard weeping (laughs) like what they're giving her the gay storyline down in the Newman Enterprises parking garage which was a new set by the way um, they I, I don't know maybe they they probably I imagine they didn't build a parking garage set but they went to a parking garage they put Newman Enterprises on the, the glass doors so they went to some effort to make it look like it was beneath Newman Tower uh, down in the parking garage Victor is using Nick as a punching bag and you do not want to be Victor Newman's punching bag Nick has disrespectful his father, he's disrespected his mother, and Victor just hauls off and hits him in the jaw hard too. I mean, he gave him a full wah-wah Victor Newman punch, which I found to be completely inappropriate. I mean, if we're talking about like not wanting I mean, if the litmus test uh, with soaps is not wanting to see things on screen that you wouldn't do, I would never punch my son. That just seemed so like I just don't understand why his reaction had to be violence toward Nick it just it seemed so wrong it really kind of I know that Nick is has done some bad things but I just I don't think you should punch your child (laughs) it's just me I'm weird um but Nikki walks in on the whole thing and for her I think it was just such a disappointing moment to see what her husband and her son have done. And it was disappointing, especially after she'd had such a special and a victorious moment after the performance that she gave at the concert. Victor wastes no time in letting Nikki know that the reason he is getting into this fight with Nick is because Nick tried to sabotage her concert and, you know, obviously Nick Nikki is upset about this whole thing, but Victor just won't stop. He just, he, he just won't stop railing, and he tells he you know, takes this opportunity to tell Nick that he is gonna disown him. Nikki, take a memo. Effective immediately, Nicholas is no longer a Newman. I mean, please. A few weeks ago, Nick had disowned him as his father, like, you are not my father, and now Victor's like, you are not my son. Well, the feeling is mutual. It, it carries absolutely no weight at this point we know that it's an estranged relationship. Uh, But it was an eye-opening moment for Nikki. I think that Victor disowning his son gave her a flash of why she wanted to pull away from Victor in the first place. Um, Victor steps away, I guess, to go ice his hand or something, and Jack strolls in with the best timing. (laughs) She's alone in the parking garage, and Nick has squealed off uh, in his car, and Nick just, oh, just happens to float in and find her, and she asks Jack to just take her out of this place. Get Take me out of here. Take me somewhere. Take me anywhere. I don't even care where it is. And I just, I mean, you could almost see how thrilled Jack was in that moment. He seemed like the outsider dark horse who just so happened to get to take home the prom queen. <laughs> like He gets her in the car and he takes her to the Abbott cabin, there was this exterior shot of uh, that was new of the Abbott cabin, too, which was really nice. Uh, but they go to the cabin. This is a private place where Nikki can relax. And they kissed. I mean, and it, was, it seemed to me like Nikki initiated the kiss. I watched it twice. <laughs> An hour ago, she was kissing Victor. And now she's kissing Jack. I mean, if I didn't know better, I'd think she'd been drinking something more than tea (laughs) drinking more than tea that was made with that fresh Wisconsin honey it just seemed a little like it threw it did throw me off I only was able to piece together what Nikki was thinking and feeling after she you know had her explanation where she talked things through with Jack I mean they did end up talking about Victor and she's she she told Jack that she you know really wanted to believe that Victor had changed but she knows that he hasn't and in that parking garage in that moment she had a realization again that uh, everything is always the same with Victor and it's just whether or not she chooses to be in the cycle at that moment and I really really liked by the way that Jack was listening to everything Nikki said it's nothing that he hasn't heard a hundred a thousand times before and he just listens and he says to her you know I you know I'm supportive of you but I also won't hold it against you if you change your mind like if you, you know you're singing this Victor is bad story I'm gonna leave him right now but we'll see how you feel in the morning but she, she insists She is where she wants to be, and she ends up spending the night content in in, in Jack's arms, snuggled up on the couch, and then retires to uh, the guest room. They did not sleep together. It was just a a kiss and a snuggle and, and emotional support. The next day, (laughs) she comes home to Victor and he knows, of course, that she never came home last night. She disappeared from the party. He figured out that she was with Jack, but then she never came home last night. And, you know, he, he they sit down and they actually do talk it out. And he says to her, I you know, I thought we shared a moment, which, by the way, was what I thought. But Nikki says to him, I'm sorry, I just can't seem to get past what you've done. And Victor, once again, to his credit, says to her, you know what, I I understand. I understand you, you, you're not able to get past this. Um, you know what, you're the love of, my life. I wanna be with you, but if if being the love of my life is no longer important to you, then I bid you farewell. And he walks out the door. <sighs> he bids her farewell, you guys! I mean, I was devastated, of course, (laughs) but I know that I I, that there are a lot of people who are seeing uh, a spark between Nikki and Jack and who are intrigued by the possibility. I will admit Nikki seemed rejuvenated at the idea of moving forward with her life without Victor. The like I think after Victor left, she went right to Jack's office and she was practically glowing. Her symptoms are like starting to dissipate. She no longer feels the stress that she felt before and she ends up sharing another kiss with Jack right there in his office, which Abby walks in on and is immediately incensed. <laughs> I mean, she sees that happening, and it takes her aback. And she is like, "What is going on here?" Nikki is very cordial with Abby. I thought Nikki's reaction to all that was kind of funny. She is. She's just unbothered. She's like, "Well, you know. I mean, I'll kiss who I want to. I mean, you know. She doesn't care. Who knows that she's at least flirting and smooching with Jack now? I mean, there's Nikki. It has been released." from this life of constantly needing to be and present a front of being Mrs. Victor Newman. Nikki no longer needs to be Mrs. Victor Newman. She is going to be Nikki, and she's determined to live any damn way she well pleases. I feel terrible for Abby being constantly stuck in the middle. She now realizes that Nikki and Jack being together is just going to cause more problems for everyone, especially her. She knows that as soon as her father finds out about Nikki and Jack having a dalliance, that Victor is going to go nuclear. And Abby furiously pleads with Jack. She says, if you start this war, you're putting me in the middle. Why don't you think, you know, think about that. Put that out there. And Jack is, he's so defiant. He's much like Nikki. He's gonna see who he wants to. I don't think that Jack is using Nikki in any way. I think he is just doing what he wants to do as is she, and the consequences will just be what they are. Unfortunately, that is going to put Abby in the middle of of the feud. She's already been struggling to walk the line between being a Newman and an Abbott and she even told Victor this week that she feels like she is an outsider in her own family probably in both sides of her own family. I like that we're seeing Abby in the middle of these two. I think it's working. I think seeing her feeling like she's in this tug of war is definitely working. Um, She goes to the only other person who she thinks might care enough to try to stop Stop the coming war that's coming, the coming war that's coming. Uh, Victoria. Abby goes to visit Victoria, but Victoria is less than receptive. Uh, Victoria says, "You know what? You want my advice? Stay out of it." Um, I honestly, I think that that's probably what Abby needs to do. I don't know if that's what she's going to do. Um, I tell you what, though, I thought it was interesting that Victoria is spending a lot of time this week looking for an executive to try to replace Kane. And I thought to myself, well, you might be looking right at her. Abby would be someone who could possibly fit right in at Brash and Sassy. I mean, so what if she threw a drink in your face last night? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So at the concert, Abby lays into Victoria she's had enough of Victoria needling her and she just says I'm, I'm sick of you condescending to me uh, and she throws a drink in Victoria's face um, I mean it was a great moment but it was instantly marred in consequence as Victoria is so thrown back by the, the the shock of the drink going in her face that she falls back and hits her head on I don't know the bar or whatever she falls back and hits her head on something and it it was just a really sad moment because I think Abby wanted to insult Victoria but she never wanted to hurt her it was it was uh, I mean I I I was kind of pulling for an Abby and Victoria feud too but then I instantly felt bad about it as soon as we actually got the the drink I mean it was it was great except for I mean that it, it is obviously having some consequences last week's poll question I asked you guys if you would rather see Victoria and Abby as right or as sisterly 57% of you thought that a rivalry could be fun but that's a pretty close majority uh 43% said you'd rather see Abby and Victoria being uh supportive of one another I mean I think that um gosh I I I kind of still like the idea of some tension going on between these two and I think that if Abby was working at Brash and Sassy that would be a surefire way to escalate the view it would be it would be fun to see more of Abby and Victoria just snippy snip snipping at each other I don't know if that would be a great move for for Abby though I think she'd be jumping out of the frying, frying pan and into the fire and she's got a lot going on at Newman Enterprises right now but who knows maybe Abby could go to help out with Brash and Sassy purely out of guilt for Victoria's coming medical condition
1: while Victoria
0: was at the concert getting a drink thrown in her face, uh, Billy was at home with the kids. He was spending time with them, and he was also taking this opportunity to introduce Phyllis to the kids. It was pretty chilly at first. Understandably, they're not real happy or real receptive to this woman. I mean, kids pick up on this. Those kids are old enough to kind of know that this is daddy's... Girlfriend, and she's you know I mean I think that there would be a natural desire to have your parents be together, and it was you know it was it was the kids weren't weren't feeling it at first, but Phyllis did a pretty good job of being friendly with them. I mean she is really smart, she is really savvy. Phyllis is is uh, like this version of Phyllis anyway is very smart when it comes to um to to bringing people in and making them feel comfortable. She busts out some kind of dancing elephants game. which I'll admit sounds really good I mean who wouldn't want to play a dancing elephants game (laughs) so she 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 hit the nail on the head with that one and the kids are immediately like oh well not immediately but the kids little by little decide to go over and play the game with her and she's able to warm them up and frost some of the ice or or, no (laughs) what's wrong with me melt some of the ice uh Victoria comes home though and I will say I was expecting for Victoria to be really unhappy about the fact that Billy was there with Phyllis, but Victoria reacted like such a mature, secure adult, and that immediately made me suspicious because it was after she hit her head, like despite trying to cover up the fact that she hit her head, we're starting to see as the audience that she's feeling a little lightheaded. She's got a headache, which she never gets. Um, she's starting to feel dizziness, and toward the very end of the week, she was getting this like tunnel hearing, where everything sounded like it was in a tunnel. So I don't know if she has a concussion. Um, the soap opera watcher and me is wondering if this could signal a personality change. Is uh, having hit in, you know having hit her head? Is Victoria going to start to act? act differently and maybe start to try to cause problems in Billy and Phyllis's relationship? Or are we looking at a a bigger medical crisis here that could end up drawing Billy back to her? One more thing I wanted to note about Nick is... Nick did go to Nikki the next day and he tried to make amends with her for, you know, sabotaging her concert. And I was really glad that Nikki did not let him off the hook right away. She said, you know, Nick, you pressured me just as much as Victor did. So, you know, Nikki did not just forgive him immediately. She was mad at him. And I think she said the right things. I was glad to see her talk to Nick openly and to nail him a little bit. Um... Oh, Nick, I I, I am not sure what's going to come for him. Victor stops (laughs) by the underground this week to reinforce uh, that Nick is no longer part of the family. He finds a way to uh, subtly draw information out of Noah to find out if Noah knew about the sabotage, which Noah did not. Uh, And since Noah did not, Victor decided to let Noah know that his father is not so pious either. Everyone's always looking at Victor saying he's does all of these questionable things. But Victor wanted Noah to know that his father was the one that sabotaged uh, that soundboard. Um, So, you know, Victor says that Nick's no longer part of the family. I don't even know what that means. Victor and Nick were already estranged. So what is going to change now? And does it have anything to do with this chain of undergrounds that Noah wants to work with? I mean, despite everything that Victor said. Noah, I believe he was talking to Tessa this week saying that he really wants to work with his dad. He wants to try to take the underground to the next level, open up a chain of them. So I don't know if maybe Victor disowning Nick means that he's going to try to Sabotage their business efforts, maybe make it so that they have a hard time uh, opening up these restaurants without the Newman name. I don't know if Victor's gonna actively try to mess with Nick's life or if Victor is just going to keep an eye on it and wait for Nick to mess up. I kind of wonder if, since we're seeing these flashes, which Nikki mentioned by the way, of Nick acting like Victor, I wonder if. If We're destined to see the father-son cycle continue to repeat itself. I wonder if Noah and Nick are going to be working together and Noah will find himself working for a controlling father in exactly the same way that Nick did.
1: Big mistake,
0: Victor. Big mistake giving Hillary written, expressed permission to air as much of the concert footage as she sees fit. You are going to regret that, Victor. Like, tomorrow you are going to regret making that phone call. Air as much of that footage as you see fit, Hillary. I'm pretty sure that that does not mean the secret footage that Victor doesn't know anything about. Why? What, what is she thinking? Why is she doing this? She had a, a great in. She had a great night. She did all of the right things. I was so impressed with Hillary last week. She made all of the right moves Up until the point where Hillary and Howard caught Victor and Nick's parking garage fight on tape and they didn't even catch that much on tape. I mean, I was sort of expecting that maybe Nick and Victor would air all of the family laundry, including everything that happened with Chloe and Adam, but they didn't. Um all they did, all, the only real info is that Nick sabotaged the concert. I mean, that's enough information, I think, to be embarrassing. And I'm sure Victor wouldn't want it out to the world that he punches his son if he feels like it. So it's it's going to get out there. It's going to be embarrassing to the family, but it's not quite as explosive as I thought it was going to be. So I, I just don't know if it's worth it for Hillary to air it. I can't believe she's going to air it. And, and 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 I can't believe that I'm surprised that she's going to air it. Of course she is. <laughs> I should expect this. I just. I I guess I keep thinking that Hillary wants to be a little more on the up and up. I keep thinking that she's trying to not go in a TMZ sort of, you know, Aaron Olive's, you know, Aaron just gossip sort of way. I mean, I don't know. I just. I think that even though Hillary has now attained the legal right to air any of the footage that she got she, she's not paying any attention to the morality of that um I feel so confused by Hillary. I mean, she has trouble and has said that she has trouble discerning right and wrong. It was Devon who was there to help keep her balanced. Devon would have helped pulled her back toward the light. I mean, she said this week that she wants Devon back. She told that to Mariah. She knows that airing this footage is going to tick Devon off, right? I mean, that's it seems incongruent. I don't know why she would do it. Um, I just don't know. And and now that she has Howard, <laughs> Howard is the one pulling her toward the darkness. Howard, although I like him, is not helping Hillary. Lily has a conversation with Charlie and Maddie this week, and she tells them the full truth about everything that's going on with Kane. Maddie and Charlie know as much about the situation as everyone else does, and I really liked that the kids had these very authentic reactions like, how is this going to affect our world? They're just teens when all of a sudden we're going to have a little baby brother or sister. Are we going to have to pretend to love this baby? I just I thought that that was a really real type of concern that a, that a kid would have at learning this information. And Lily, I just continue to be impressed with how she's handling this situation. She has been completely respectable when it comes to making Kane do the right thing. And she let Maddie and Charlie know, yes, this baby is going to be your brother or your sister. And you are going to have to be involved. It's just, I, gosh, I just, I think that this situation is so tough for the kids. It's so tough for Lily to have to break this to them on top of dealing with with her own marriage, possibly falling apart. Um, I, I think that Weiner did a good job this week of showing Maddie and Charlie having their own separate reactions. I think that Charlie's reaction to what's going on in the family now is instantly anger, and he's found a way to parlay this into a whole new reason to hate Reed. Um, Reed's mom fired Kane. that's causing additional stress on the family. and I think I think Charlie just feels, anger and kind of that teen inks sort of way and he's just looking for a place to put it Um, I really kind of started feeling for Charlie a little bit more this week Um, I I wonder if we're going to have another dimension to his character starting to develop pretty soon because if you think about it Charlie doesn't have anyone to talk to the way Maddie has Reed he doesn't have an outsider who's there to offer support to him Um, so you know I, I almost wonder if Charlie will find a way to start to talk to Reed and maybe since he's someone who knows what's going on, Charlie will be able to confide in Reed, too, and they'll all become friends. I mean, it's probably not as interesting for drama, but I think it is a possibility. Um, Reed is being very mature through all of this. I like that Maddie feels comfortable enough to lean on him for support and that Reed like the types of things that he's saying are are just very right, you know. He says my parents are divorced too. My parents have made mistakes too. Parents are people. I, I mean, that is so mature, and I think that's exactly what Maddie needs right now. I like these two. They're very cute. I like that they had their moment. They're kind of like touching hands. It's just, it's it's very, very cute, um, but I tell you what, I still feel sad to see Charlie on the outside kind of left out in the cold. Maddie is his twin sister. They could be and possibly should be really, really leaning on each other, and instead Said, the tension in the household and adding Reed into it has also caused tension between him and his sister so it's just it's it's this this family is being torn apart from every single angle you've got the emotional stress you've got the financial stress with Kane having lost his job I don't know how they could be hurting for money how do Lily and Kane not have enough money? Surely they own their home. I don't I don't know. I just maybe they've got some kind of crazy debt going on or something. But I mean, you can't go a couple weeks on on one income when Lily's like this model. They make they make tons of money. Come on. (laughs) But you know, I can, it's understandable that Kane would want to get a new job. He goes to Devon and asks Devon if he could possibly have an executive position at uh, the Hamilton Winters Group. And I was kind of surprised, but Devon really does consider it and he talks it over with Neil. It was a great conversation where, unexpectedly, Kane, or excuse me, Devon and Neil are like oddly supportive of Kane. They understand that Kane is an important piece of Lily's family, and I think that they want to try to help her repair her relationship rather than tear it down, which is totally opposite from how Lily approached uh both neil and devon's relationships with hillary like hillary didn't or excuse me lily didn't like hillary so she did everything she could to try to end those marriages uh whereas devon and neil are being so supportive of lily and kane when they should hate kane really i mean he cheated and instead devon had this reaction where he he was talking with neil and he said you know what Kane lied, but he lied about sex, <laughs> and who am I to throw a stone about that? I mean, that again—that's a very mature way to look at things, right? I—I don't, I don't know if—I mean, I'm sure that Devon was talking about the past, but I almost kind of wonder if it's a preview of the future too. I almost wonder if uh, he's gonna end up—I fi- wonder if Hillary's gonna end up seducing him and he's gonna give into it and lie about it. I don't know. That's. Neither here nor there right now. But even though they're both supportive of Lily and Kane saving their marriage, Neil makes a good point that it's probably not a good idea to mix family drama and business, especially since it's a new business. So they decide against it. But don't worry because Kane has other prospects. Jack hears that Kane is on the market, and Jack thinks that maybe it would be a good idea to bring Kane over to Jabot. Why not? It works out perfectly for Jack. He can get back at Billy by snatching away a former brash and sassy executive who might have all kinds of information on a competitor's company and it also causes, potentially by causing stress for Billy, it also potentially causes stress for Billy and Phyllis's relationship. So yeah, Jack's gonna to be all over it. I'm sure that Kane's gonna accept that job next week and 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 move into his new office. <laughs> uh, well, for now, Kane comes home, hoping that he can repair the you know his career. He tells Lily he asked for that job. He's hoping that he can start to repair his family and most importantly the foundation of his family, his marriage. Um and. It's so hard because Lily wants that too. Lily loves her husband. There is no question about it. She could have left by now, but she just looks at him coming home all hang dog. And she says, I'm hurt, but I'm still here. And, you know, they, I think he took that as a sign that we are going to try to move back toward uh, repairing our family and everything that they once were. They ended up sharing this hesitant kiss, which started moving into a sexual direction. It starts to progress. But Lily can't. As soon as it's she starts to try to let herself go, try to tries to be what they once were. She ends up jogging herself out of it and tells him, I can't, I just, I cannot pretend like all of this is not happening when there is a woman half a mile from here who's pregnant with your child. (sighs) I felt so terrible for her. I did not feel terrible for him. I was surprised that she even let him get to first base. I (laughs) would force him to go without sex indefinitely just to watch him squirm. When Jack swept Nikki away from the prom. He ended up leaving Dina at the party all alone. Uh, You know, in her mind, all alone. She becomes very confused when she learns that Jack has asked Ashley and Ravi to take Dina home. She immediately feels abandoned and she says out loud, what, why, why would Graham leave me here alone? So there becomes this disconnect where, she maybe thinks that she was at the party with Graham or we we see a little bit of a slip in Dina's perception of reality. I don't know if she was interchanging Jack and Graham purely out of coincidence or if that was a little bit of an allusion to Graham also being her son. I don't know. Maybe the writers are just teasing us now, but Dina seemed extremely upset specifically Specifically, at the idea of being left alone. That seems to be a major part of her deal with Graham. She doesn't want to be left alone. And in retrospect, I honestly do think it was extremely rude for Jack to leave her there just so he could run away with Nikki. I mean, I, I felt for for Dina. It seems like no big deal. But I mean, I, un- I can understand where a woman like her would be coming from, where Jack asked me to this party and then left. It just it does. It's not right. So it was, you know, and not only that, but on top of it, it was a party that Victor threw for Nikki. So it's not just, that Jack left her, it's specifically who he left her for. The next day, um, Jack comes over to Dina's hotel room to apologize to her, but he, you get the feeling that he didn't take it as seriously as she does. And they had this huge argument. Dina questions his intentions getting involved with a married woman, and Jack zings back, Well, marriage never stopped you from doing what you wanted. I mean, he was uh, like immediately on the defensive. I was like, Ooh, smack him, Dina. And she did. <laughs> (laughs) It was written in stars. Jack was gonna get slapped during that conversation the way he was acting. And he launched right back to, he says, oh, I'm sorry. It doesn't feel very good to be abandoned, does it? it was really good it was really good and really bad all at the same time I mean I think that that it's it's clear that this is continuing to be a family who's trying to be supportive trying to be bonded with one another but there are some cracks that run really deep in this foundation um When Dina had her moment of confusion, Ravi really honed in on it. Ravi wants the Abbots to know that what he saw seems like a cause for concern. I don't think he wants to raise up the red flag, but something about this Ravi has realized just doesn't feel right, that there seems to be something more going on with Dina, and they've all been trying to figure out what that is for months now. I don't know if YNR has finally chosen a direction for this storyline because there were absolutely like few and far between stretch type of clues that Dina would have had any form of dementia or Alzheimer's. I mean, we talked about that a little bit in the beginning, but we then had a stretch of weeks and weeks and weeks where she was perfectly fine. (laughs) So I almost get the impression that maybe YNR was still working out the kinks in this story and they maybe have decided on the direction they're going to go with. Um, It is possible, certainly, that Dina is going to end up having Alzheimer's because I do know that one of the symptoms of Alzheimer's is personality change. Um, And slapping your son where you normally wouldn't have done something like that is another or at least an example of a personality change in Dina. Also, she's now making changes to her investment portfolio. She's on the phone on Friday telling her investment guy that, you know, I want to invest in, I don't know what it was, biotech. No, 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 I don't want bonds. I just want stocks. She's buying like single, stocks which is the maximum amount of risk you can take in investing her investors trying to talk her out of it but she's saying well do, he, do I need to remind you who you're dealing with so I mean that's also I hope that somebody catches that uh, I hope that Graham catches that or somebody alerts him or something because I don't want to see Dina lose all of her money and if she did lose all of her money do you think that Graham would still hold up his end of the bargain Kate Valentine is Chloe Mitchell is now... Helen Jones. <laughs> uh, Kevin is working to get Chloe her new fake identity. He also proposes to her even though they can't exactly get married. Uh, it would be a little bit too much of a red flag. Uh, he gets down on one knee and he lets her know that he's committed to her uh, not only in the relationship sense but he's also committed to keeping her safe from the the doctor, keeping her safe from Victor. Uh, he committed to the new life that they are going off to build in Portland um, <laughs> just as Chloe and Kevin are having their you know sweet moment, Dr. Harris, Calls Victor and lets him know that Chloe has run off. Only he's not calling her Chloe. He's calling her Maggie, which I think Victor realized is is a problem. Means that the doctor is not stable. Uh, and you know, if he's not calling her by the right name, then something there's some sort of break with reality there. Which you know means we need to cut this guy out of the sequence altogether. Uh, but but it does alert Victor that Chloe has broken out. She's she's on the run. She's with Kevin. Victor manages to track them down in like 30 seconds. <laughs> he's still in his tuxedo from the party and he's knocking on the hotel room door saying, you know, they're they're in are inside saying, who is it? And he says, your worst nightmare. <laughs> that was straight out of an action film or something. Uh, so Kevin Chloe and Victor are finally all together in, in one room all you know the 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 the, the secrets are are out everybody kind of knows where everybody stands it's it's interesting because it wasn't a big bang type of confrontation it was just a strong final standoff i'm assuming it's the final standoff where kevin makes a really good point to victor hey We've got the same goal here. I'm gonna try to keep Chloe dead. But I love her. This is my family. I'm going to go take care of her. You just you know, you uh, can uh, r- you know, alleviate any duty you had toward her or you know, whatever plan it was that you had, you can just forget about it. I'm on it now. Uh, and and I, 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 it is surprising that Victor would agree with it, but he does. I kind of felt like there was this moment where Victor was thinking about what he was going to do and he saw Kevin and Chloe standing there with Bella, and he just looked in Bella's face, and part of me wondered if he was thinking about the fact that Chloe lost her daughter Delia, and he just reluctantly, I suppose, lets them escape off into the the darkness. I don't know. I don't know if this is the end of Kevin and Chloe finally, for now at least, or, or does is Victor going to change his mind? Is there another twist somewhere around the bend?
1: any other tips
0: other than don't drool on myself? That was last week's Who Said It quote. It was Scott who said that to Sharon. Uh, He was preparing for his very first Newman family event, and Sharon was prepping him a little bit, and he said, yeah, any other tips other than don't drool on myself? It would have been maybe a little funny if Scott did drool on himself at his Newman event. Uh, That was a pretty good one. Let's see, eight of you guessed that it was Scott. So my big congratulations, go out to Henry, Bonnie, Justin, Jamie, who who says it was Scott, looking quite dapper, I might add, (laughs) Uh, Toby, and Sandra, Beatrice, and Colleen. All of you guys got it right, but can you do it again? Uh, I liked this line. I I think you guys might get it, but uh, it was a little funny to me. Here's our quote for the week. You want me to follow you around with an umbrella? (laughs) It was a funny moment. I liked it. You want me to follow you around with an umbrella? Uh, If you think you know who said that, you can go to yrchat.com and leave me your guess. If you get it right, I will give you your shout out on next week's YNR Chat. All right, let's get down to the comments here. I had a lot of discussion uh, this week on the website. I like this comment from Superplex at YRChat.com about Kevin and Chloe, uh, saying that if what was revealed in today's episode with Kevin and Chloe is to be taken at face value, uh, what we've just learned is that Victor is entirely at ease, allowing the woman who killed his son to escape justice, just so that he can save his own skin from facing a life in prison as well. This from a man who is never at a loss and insisting that everything he does is for his family. Burn. And I, I do. I know. I wonder that. I just wonder if YNR was just looking for a quick out. I wish they almost wouldn't have let Victor know. I, I, I just would have almost liked it if Kevin and Chloe would have just slipped away and Victor was unaware of it. It just adds more questionability to Victor's character that he just decided to let them go. Uh, Tony at YRchat.com says, I think it will come out that Victor manipulated Bella's paternity test, that Billy, uh, that Bella is Billy's daughter and Victor didn't want her to be because that would bring Billy and Victoria together to blend Bella into their family. I think that's an interesting point, Tony, just and maybe I think I was that struck me because I was picking up on that moment where, where Victor seemed to be looking at little, little Bella right before he let them escape. It's possible. They can twist those paternity tests however they want to. <laughs> uh, Diana at yrchat.com says maybe Helen aka formerly Chloe will continue her therapy in Portland and see Dr. Anderson there or maybe even Adam. That's a that's a, a theory that I, that I keep hearing about Adam. Um, actually, let's see. Daisy on Facebook says she thinks that the doctor, um, the uh, original doctor, Dr. Harris, could still come looking for Kevin and Chloe, thinking that Kevin took his daughter. So it's possible that more drama will follow Kevin and Chloe. You know, I, I still have heard that Greg Ricard's final scenes are going to be in August. And here we are. We have still got another week to go until we even get to August. So I'm... I'm not sure Wiener seems to be stretching out this Chloe and Kevin storyline beyond where there really is a whole lot of action. So it's certainly possible that the path is going uh, to lead to more drama. Um, I mean, they said August, so I, I don't know. Maybe there is more. Beatrice left me a voicemail saying shocker moment of the week. Victor and Nikki actually said what they needed to say. Nikki was clear on what she wanted and afterwards it was like an I'm free thing. I, I, I know, I really did feel the weight being lifted off of Nikki. Um, it was it was pretty apparent. And Nicole at yrchat.com says, I'm very excited about the kiss between Jack and Nikki. I would very much enjoy watching these two share more romantic moments. I got the feeling that Nikki is more relaxed with Jack and calmer compared to the constant secrets and drama with being an active member of the Newman family. I do believe Victor loves Nikki, but Jack will not control her and he will treat her as an equal. Nikki deserves to be respected and treated as a strong, independent woman who can make her own decisions about her life. Um, You know, I I know I've always said that if Nikki and Jack could make it work in a way that's not about Victor, that I would be for it. But I also I feel a little bit more uh, that I lean toward this comment that Sharita left at YRChat.com saying Dina was right to warn Jack about Nikki. She's going to break. Jack's heart again (laughs) I just I just worry that the that that the Nikki and Jack relationship has happened so many times before and the path always leads back to Victor and I don't want Jack to get hurt I think we're just gonna have to see I suppose how the how how it goes where it goes how long it lasts. Um, Gary left me a voicemail and made a really great observation about Dina. Gary says, what's great about the character of Dina today is that while she is sympathetic and vulnerable in her present state, you can also see how selfish and willful she is. So they're being true to who she is while making her a sympathetic person figure, which is the way to go. Yeah, I know. They are really, really nailing it with Dina. I mean, it's so easy to, you know, to compare her uh, to, you know, like to become a new matriarch of Genoa City. Uh, And I think that they are really developing her in a way that is true to who she is. They didn't just jam her onto the show and make her a wise old owl or something like that. She still has that complexity of being, as you say, a selfish yet sympathetic character. I think that's great, and I agree. Oh, I have another comment here from Zooperplex um, who really nailed it about uh, Jack. So Zooperplex says, I'm all for Jack forming a union with Kane and seeing both uh, seeing both Kane and Jack uniting their energies to go on the warpath against Brash and Sassy. It makes a lot of sense. Kane blames Victoria for firing Juliet instead of Billy and Jack has always wanted to exact revenge from Billy for his affair with Phyllis. From the perspective of Phyllis, she too will eagerly want to see Brash and Sassy's demise since her boyfriend Billy will find that his entire spare time will become consumed with either taking care of Johnny and Katie as a result of Victoria's illness or managing the company alone. With the rupture of her romance with Billy the door will be open for Phyllis to reunite with Jack. I thought that the writers had always intended by November sweeps month to bring back the old couples of the show that the previous writing regime had chosen in their infinite wisdom to tear asunder. Um, You know, I I had not thought about it, really, but you do make a good point, Superplex, that it is certainly possible that Jack could find himself uh, back with Phyllis one of these days. You know, we talk about Nick, Nikki breaking Jack's heart, but I I, I mean, I think you make a good point that at the end of this road and the war that's going to go on with Brash and Sassy and Billy's attention being pulled toward Victoria, it's always a possibility that Jack will find his attention Toward Phyllis, and uh, and and he could break Nikki's heart. That would be a different way, I suppose, uh, to approach that relationship. Or you know, you could just leave him happy. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Daisy on Facebook says, "I hope that Victoria is not very ill." At first, I thought she might be pregnant with Billy's child. By the way, did everybody think that? Just I have to pause there for a second because as soon as Victoria seemed like she was uh, like dizzy or fainty, I thought, "Oh, is she pregnant?" We just were conditioned to think that, I think. Uh, but Daisy says that would of course cause problems between Billy and Phyllis Billy might even find his way back to Victoria here but then I started to wonder if Victoria will become very ill which would bring Victor and Nikki back together and then Nick perhaps would uh, mend his broken relationship with his father so yes Daisy I mean we're looking at a potential um uh, long-term possibly illness or something going on with Victoria's medical condition I hadn't quite connected that to a Nikki and Victor reunion. But it is a that's a really good observation that whatever's going on with Victoria doesn't just have consequences for her relationship and Billy and all of that. But it could also be a uniter for the Newman family. Consuela at YRchat.com says, I don't think that Billy should have taken Phyllis to Victoria's house. That seemed completely disrespectful to me. I feel like the best course of action was to let the kids meet Phyllis outside of the house, like at the coffee house or something. But to bring Phyllis to Victoria's was a no-no. You know, I didn't even think of that, Consuela, but you're 100% right. I, I completely agree. Um, Shelly at YRChat.com uh, is the first, I think. or No, not the first, but there you, she um, started a thread of conversation uh, at YRChat.com about the uh, Tessa and Mariah developing story. So I thought I'd, I'd share um, some of the comments uh, that we've gotten here uh, about that so far this week. Shelly says, wow, a very controversial storyline developing between Tessa and Mariah. I, for one, am all for it. While cruising on one of the Facebook YNR pages, I was hoping to find a fair amount of people who shared my opinion. To my disappointment, clearly viewers are completely against any kind of same sex romantic relationship. You know, um, Shelly, it's kind of interesting because I will tell you the, the part of the reason why I even started YNR Chat is because I feel like going on to some like if it, whether it was a forum or Twitter or Facebook or something like that, it's like I get every time I go on to like a social media site and look at comments about YNR and it doesn't even have anything to necessarily to do with this particular storyline I come to a reminder that oh yeah people are crazy and it's not just about whatever the opinion is it's about the fact that people get crazy about whatever their opinion is so um that's why I really hope that I get some good comments about that on the YNR chat site this week I want it to be like a safe space where we could respectfully discuss whatever we're we're thinking about this because you don't have to agree. Like nobody has to agree. Like whatever your opinion is, is a hundred percent valid. But you know, it's like, you know, you go onto Facebook or Twitter and people are just absolutely nuts. So I'm, I'm, I'm I'm keeping away from Facebook and Twitter this week. So hopefully um, we can find out what uh, the YNR chatters are feeling and whatever that is, it's completely okay. Uh, Lotfali, also commenting on that thread, says, YNR is not likely to go there. Those of us who would appreciate a same-sex relationship are going to keep watching without it, so why risk upsetting viewers who are against it for whatever reasons? Yeah, I mean, I I tell you, my initial thought is I I don't know that YNR is going to go through with it. It kind of seems like um, YNR is the more conservative soap, so I don't know if, again, I just think they're testing the waters to find out if it is something that they can go through with but I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled back and and we never ended up seeing it develop uh, Henry also commented that this type of story could work it could be handled well if yr works at it yes I think that's that's the point um, that or my perspective I suppose um, I, that I share with you Henry because I think that they could make it work it could you know it could be a story to tell I mean YNR is I think just a, a show about about people. (laughs) I mean, you know, I mean, there are so many different types of relationships. There's so many different types of scenarios, so many different types of stories. If YNR are focused on it and and not not approached it in like a new play thing, let's get ratings sort of way, I think it could be very well done. Uh, Sandra at YRChat.com also commented that Tessa and Mariah come across more real than many of the couples on the show. You can't tell me that Nick and Chelsea have ever had what Tessa and Mariah had in that split second. Uh, also, Anna left a voicemail saying it's about time we had a gay couple on the show. The last one was Rafe and with Adam, and Adam was just pretending anyway. Um, yeah, I think it's 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 interesting. Most of the comments that I've seen at YNR at YR chat and just in, you know in general on like my little YNR chat verse uh, have been pro moving forward with this so I'm reading the comments that I've had I haven't seen very many people say um that they wouldn't want it for a specific reason a few people have said they think that it it, it wouldn't happen but I haven't seen anybody say why not but I I hope that if someone does come forward you know you know with that perspective that we all kind of can just respect that we you know might see things a different way um and again it's that's why I of Created why our chat.com Like it's like I, I get in my little cocoon of space safe space where everybody that seems to be drawn to this is pretty cool. And then I <laughs> branch out into the larger community, and it's like, ooh. <laughs> it's just not respectful. It doesn't matter what you're saying, it's that you say it respectfully, I think. Um Consuela. Uh, here at YRChat.com, says it would be hard for Noah to lose his girlfriend to another girl. And then to his sister <laughs> of all people you know I think that is a, a fair comment that I hadn't thought of my only counterpoint would be uh, that we've seen sibling rivalries over a lover play out many times in the past I mean Adam and Nick have shared partners uh, Jack and Billy have shared partners I mean for crying out loud even Nikki and Victoria have <laughs> shared a guy before so um, yeah yeah. I mean it, it would be a little bit that, that, that might be uh, for the viewers not for me or for you necessarily but that might be a bridge too far for some viewers Um, I don't know Uh, I I think that Shelly also had a a response here that made sense to me about Noah uh, saying I I can't figure out why the writers would take it in this direction uh, with Tessa warming up to Mariah right at the point uh, when Tessa and Noah are having a budding relationship that's the thing like I understand and and can completely understand um, this direction developing when Mariah and Devon's relationship is not looking good. But Tessa and Noah seem to be moving forward splendidly. Noah is in a place where he's trying to open himself up for the first time and, uh, you know, to, a, to a, a person in a while, you know, where he's trying to be open with somebody. And Tessa is really giving him that platform. So it is odd that Weiner would tease this uh, at a time when she's, Tess is involved with Noah seemingly quite happily. Um, Cheyenne at YRchat.com says, I loved the Hillary and Devon moment at the coffee shop that happened on the Monday episode. I loved their flirty banter and how she was able to call him out for not being able to keep his eye off of her. Devon can't even deny it when he's around Hillary. At this point, it's not even a love triangle. It's an octagon. (laughs) Devon and Hillary are still in love with each other. Mariah and Tessa might be lesbians, and Jordan wants Lily, even though she's married to Kane, and he's still with Hillary. What a huge mess. (laughs) Oh, let's see. Oh, um, about... Charlie and Maddie. I love this comment from Aaron on YouTube. He says, I cried so much when Charlie and Maddie found out that Kane got Juliet pregnant. I just wanted to go into the TV and hug them and say it's gonna be okay. They that was a really well done scene. I have to give props for that. Oh, here's a little bit of juice too. Lori Ann left me a comment on YouTube about Lily last week encouraging Kane to raise his child where he wanted to back off immediately. Ann says Lily's reaction was that of a good woman encouraging her husband to do the right thing. Actually, been there, done that with my ex-husband, Ann says. That was my own version of a soap opera called uh, As My Stomach Turns. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So see, sometimes soaps parallel life whether it's a positive situation or a negative uh, situation so my goodness Lori and you got as the stump as my stomach turns <laughs> uh, to li- we're living in a soap opera here You guys are not going to believe this. Marianne sent me a message to let me know that Gina Tognoni is in an issue of Soap Opera Digest holding a jar of Phyllis lotion made by Genoa City Soap. Can you believe that? Gina Tognoni, someone must have given it to her. Which one of you got? Gave it to her. Somebody bought a jar of the Phyllis whipped body cream and must have given it to her, I don't know, maybe at a fan event or as a gift or something. But Gina Tognoni, Phyllis, posted a photo on her Instagram holding a jar of something that I made. (laughs) I cannot... Believe it. Who did it? Fess up! One of you guys must have given it to her as a gift. You have got to tell me. Let me know who did that. That is so crazy. I like blushed as soon as I saw that. No way. I just like a total fan girl. I wonder if she tried it because the Phyllis lotion is a really good one too. So I wonder. <laughs> so exciting. I'll I'll post um the link if you want to see the picture of her holding the jar, uh, at GenoaCitySoap.com. That's just so cool. That's just so flattering to me. I can't believe that something I made with my own hands made it into her hands. I'm just so, that's just so, so cool. So thank you to whoever did that. That absolutely delighted me and made my day, and I never would have known it if Marianne didn't tell me. So, pfft. Mind blown. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I think this is probably an extra long version of YR chat, but we had so much to say, and it is not over. I know that the chat is going to continue all next week. So if you would like to get in your two cents, go to yrchat.com. Leave your comments. Vote in our poll. Even if you don't want to comment, vote in our poll. Um, but I would love to 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 get some discussion going on any of these storylines you can do that on the blog or you can go to youtube or facebook or twitter all of those links are up on there um, if you're not too scared to go to any of those sites um, or let's see you can also call my voicemail 309 4569 I love hearing your voices I love reading your comments and I love coming back to my nice little warm cozy community of cool people <laughs> week after week to be able to talk about the show in like a cool people sort of way <laughs> okay well I hope everybody has a really good week I love you, and I'll see you next
1: time bye